Welcome everyone to the Modern Day Overthinker podcast. My name is Colin and I'm your host. Tonight's episode, today's episode, this evening's episode, this morning's episode is brought to you by no one but me because this is a solo episode. So if you don't like solo episodes, skip it. I don't give a shit. I'm just kidding. I do care. But I want to bring things back to me. Because I started this podcast and I want to talk about what's going on with me and be an open book for anyone who can relate. And I have been diagnosed with a variety of things throughout the years and I'm also in recovery. So if you're new to the podcast... Welcome, you're going to get to know me a little bit better on this episode. And I'm also going to cover some topics that listeners have suggested that I talk about in honor of Mental Health Awareness Month. So, let's get right into it. I've been struggling a little bit. I kind of hit a wall yesterday. Today is Sunday. I'll be releasing this episode on Monday. Today is the 22nd, 21st, oh sorry, today is the 21st, I should know that, I'm an idiot, but that's another thing, I need to work on my self-talk, I call myself an idiot all the time, I talk crap to myself, it's not good, it's not healthy, and it's something I need to work on, that self-talk, and to be honest with you, when I hear about self-talk, and like people like saying positive affirmations to themselves every day, it sounds cheesy as hell to me. But apparently it works. So I don't knock anyone who does it. It just like, I feel weird doing it. So maybe that's the point. I don't know. I'll try it out. I'll let you know how it goes. I have some affirmations that I've written down. And... They're actually written down above my desk. I can barely see them right now. One of them is, I am loved. And that's a simple one. I am loyal. I feel like I'm a loyal friend, loyal partner when I'm in relationships. I am funny sometimes. I do do stand-up comedian, stand-up comedy as well. Sorry, I can't talk, which is not good for a podcast. <laughs> but... I do stand-up comedy. I started doing stand-up comedy April 2021, right after the pandemic kind of slowed down a little bit, I guess, because it's not gone, but when they started having shows again and I had just gotten out of a relationship, two-year relationship, and I decided, hey, I had some encouragement from another stand-up comedian, and I was like, all right, let's make it happen. So stand-up comedy has been a big part of my journey the last couple years. And I apologize for the glitchy video. This is something I'm going to fix in the future, but right now this is what I'm working with. So like and subscribe and do all that good stuff, and maybe I can afford to buy a better system to record video on. But if you're listening at home, you didn't notice anything. So that's awesome. So 
a little bit about what's going on right now. I am currently still working at the same job that I've worked at for a little over five years. I've worked my way up. I'm in leadership and customer service. It's a, uh, it can be a very mentally taxing profession, especially when you're in leadership, dealing with escalations, people who are upset. And, uh, I make sure I use my time off. I didn't used to be one to use time off. I used to feel guilty about it. Now I don't have as much shame about it. I still struggle with it sometimes and feel like I'm going to get in trouble or somebody's going to look bad. I'm going to look bad. They're going to look down on me for taking time off, something like that. And there's a reason companies give you time off. I mean, you should use it. And so I've used it here and there. I went to Des Moines a couple weeks ago, which was great. I live in Davenport, Iowa, for those uh, who don't know me as well. And Des Moines the capital. I haven't had a lot of time throughout my life where I've spent more than a day in Des Moines. So that was cool. I was able to do some stand up there. And uh, I only got three minutes of open mic, but stage time, stage time, and it was good practice. There was a lot of comics. It's a cool little spot they got there in Des Moines. There's a couple other ones as well, but this place is called Teehees, and it's in downtown Des Moines, and it's a pretty cool little spot. But yeah, I am going to dive into some topics here in just a second. I need to grab my phone. All right, so we got a couple people that reached out and wanted me to cover a couple different things. I'm going to pull some stuff up real quick here. Okay, so somebody wanted me to talk about gaslighting, and that's like basically someone trying to poke holes in a story or in a theory or an idea to try to manipulate someone. And I do that to myself the most. I didn't know gaslighting yourself was really a thing, but living with OCD and doubting a lot of things is a big part of my everyday life. I'm still at a point where it's tough to get out of bed every morning because mentally taxing uh, dealing with some of the things that I have to deal with inside my head and tell myself that, hey, it's okay. Take a step back. You're going to be okay. You don't need to act on this compulsion that you think is going to fix your anxiety. And Lately, I've been acting on compulsions, and it's really frustrating because I feel like I've taken a step backwards. That's why therapy is important. I have been slacking on my therapy. I will tell myself right now, it's good to have that maintenance. And I haven't been keeping up with my maintenance. Luckily, I have an appointment scheduled for tomorrow, which will be today when you listen to this, if you listen to it the day it comes out. And uh, I have an OCD therapist as well that I need to get in touch with. This is a standard talk therapist that I'm going to work with on just overall things that are going on in my life, overall issues, things I need to work on. Self-confidence is huge. 
Big thing I need to work on. Gotten a lot better, a lot more confident. A variety of things have helped that. I would say getting into recovery and getting my life together and having less of a chaotic fueled life lifestyle has helped tremendously. It was a good baseline. I was out of control doing things that I never thought I would do and crossing lines that I never thought that I would cross. And I'm glad that I don't live that way anymore. I still screw up. Actually screwed up a few weeks ago. I'm um, not going to get into the details because it's pretty personal and there's someone else involved and I don't want to put their stuff out there. But it put things into perspective as far as what I want out of a partner because it was a romantic type of situation. We'll just leave it at that. And I need to find a partner that's going to push me to grow, that's going to challenge me, and I will do the same. I will challenge them as well. Call me out on my shit. I need it. And I need to not rush it. I'm not rushing it right now. I'm not out on dating apps. I'm not doing any of that stuff right now. I'm not even... I'm barely doing anything to make something happen in the dating life. So this was kind of a random situation that happened a couple weeks ago. So... Glad it's over, though. It was a lesson learned. I need to be on the same page with people. And moving forward, I am not going to rush into things just because I am lonely. I'm a lonely guy. I live alone. I've lived alone for a while. Haven't been in a relationship in it's about two and a half years now, almost, and it's nothing new though. I haven't really been, uh, I haven't been in a lot of relationships, a lot of romantic relationships. I've been in a couple, and some of my friends say I'm picky, which I am. I, in particular, I know what I want, and the older I get and the longer I stay single and the more I think about it and learn about myself, the more that I know that I want, and I know that I'm going to find somebody at some point when the time's right, and... I got a lot of work to do on myself. There's plenty to do to stay busy. I stayed busy throughout the whole weekend, which was nice. I woke up early Saturday and today, Sunday, which is a huge deal for me because if I have an opportunity to sleep in, I will sleep. It's an escape method, something I do when I'm not working, and it's very annoying something I don't like doing, but I like doing 
as well. Part of me does. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't do it. It's annoying. It's a bad habit. Something I have been struggling with for a long time. And old habits die very hard. This is a very old habit. I probably talked about it in the last solo episode. I hope I don't talk about it on the next one. I hope I tell you what I've done to combat that on the next episode. So what else is going on? I want to talk a little bit more about OCD because people, I hear it all the time and it gets frustrating. I don't call people out as much as I used to. I should, but it's one of those things where there's a time and a place, but I'm really, it really gets frustrating when people talk about OCD like it's some type of personality type and some type of like minor glitch where you have to be tidy and clean and things need to be in order and that's not generally that's not what OCD people deal with on a day-to-day basis and I want to continue to talk about that because it's frustrating I hear about it I hear people use OCD all the time they're like oh I'm so OCD I'm OCD like because I do this and just like that's not OCD like You may be obsessive, but there's a compulsive part of that. And that's the uh, part where the doubt comes in. Like, hey, if I don't flip this light switch three times, my whole family's going to die. Something to that extreme. That's an example of OCD right there. And then you flick the switch a certain amount of times because you think it's going to not cause your family to die. And it makes no sense. It doesn't have to it's there is a little seed of doubt that gets planted when people have OCD and that what OCD does is it attaches onto that and it says oh but what if what if this what if you don't might as well do it to be safe and it's frustrating it's very very mentally tolling Not only do I deal with OCD, and I'm not just like sitting on a soapbox and saying, oh, these are all my problems. This is why I'm not, you know, better off than I am. I'm doing great Uh, as far as like in life in general, like I'm where I need to be right now. I'm cool with that. I'm trying to be content. I'm trying not to move too fast, trying to live in the moment. But I want to put this out there because I know other people struggle, you know, and with the depression, getting out of bed, and with the anxiety, talking to people, uh, not putting people on pedestals. I've gotten better about that. I'm actually like, it's kind of ingrained into me not to blow smoke up people's asses, to put it bluntly. Like if I meet somebody that's, you know, that makes a lot of money or they're very successful, I don't 
bow to them or anything. I don't tri- I don't fan out, you know? I don't see that person as any better than me. I just see them as someone who figured something out that I haven't figured out maybe. But that doesn't make them any better of a person. That doesn't make them at peace. That doesn't make them more loving. That doesn't make them more caring. It's a societal thing. Obviously, I respect people that are successful. Like you, Most people that are successful worked their ass off to get there. And that's what it takes. Consistency, work ethic. I've seen it. I've seen the American dream happen as I grew up. I had, and this is something I've never told my dad, but I'm very proud of him because he built a business, him and his business partner, and he was able to retire in his 50s, in his early 50s, which is incredible. Not many people can do that. Now he's literally living his best life. He can do whatever he wants. For the most part. My mom has to say in things. <laughs> um, but yeah, I am really just taking it day by day. I know it's so cliche and so overused. But living in the moment, focusing on what I need to focus on. And just being content has helped me a lot. Also sticking with my short-term goals. Setting short-term goals has helped me a lot. One thing I'm doing right now is it's nicer out right now. And it's going to continue to get warmer and longer days with the sun out. So I've been going on walks around the neighborhood and trying to go to the gym still at least a couple times a week, two to three times, keeping that intact. Uh, I live by the bike path, so I got my bike tuned up to make sure I get that out more often. It's golf season. I'm excited for golf season I love golfing sometimes most of the time (laughs) sometimes it's frustrating it's a very mentally it's a very mental game but something I enjoy something I can do with family members which is awesome very lucky that I have the family that I have in my life it's incredible I mean, I'm very grateful for that, and I'm trying not to take advantage of that or take it for, I should say, take it for granted, not taking advantage of it. Because I know a lot of people that don't have the, the family that I do and the family in their life and the relationships that they have with their family. 
So that's pretty awesome. And I said this the other day, but like getting back into where I'm at with relationships, because people always ask you when you're single, you know, are you seeing anybody? People stop asking me that, actually, which is one of the... (laughs) I don't know if that's alarming or not. Some people do, like new people do, like like that I just meet and I'll be like, Hey, you know, are you married? You know, have any kids? And like, nope. None of the above. The weirdest part about it is I did not expect this to happen. Like this is not how I if you would have talked if you could go back in time and talk to 18-year-old Colin, I would be married and have at least one or two kids right now. But that's not the way it worked out. And I'm okay with that. I'm cool with that. I catch myself sometimes like, uh, what if? But I really don't regret not settling down. I mean, sure, dating is a disaster out there right now. Like, I don't know where to start. Like, the dating apps honestly just made me feel less superior. And it was a very pick-me type of situation. And there's way more men on there than women. And it felt like part-time job and I'm like it was just if I wasn't getting swipes or matches I thought that I was a piece of shit thought I wasn't worthy and I know that's not true but it would make me feel that way so I had to get rid of them I make a lot of jokes about dating apps and not having them anymore and how they're a waste of time and that's the backstory behind it because made me feel undesirable and unwanted, which is already something I kind of deal with anyway. I don't need to double down on that. So let's look at other topics. Uh, I'm sorry I didn't cover gaslighting that much. I don't have a ton of experience with it personally. And I wanted to share just personal experiences, but my personal experiences are gaslighting myself and doubting myself and poking holes in things and saying I can't do stuff. And when 95% of me knows that I can, but that's has a lot to do with just the way my brain is wired. And I also messed up my brain chemistry and by doing things to my body that I shouldn't have. And I can't take that back. All I can do is work on me now and moving forward. So let's see what else. Um, Somebody asked me about how about an assessment of your past year and a forecast for the next 365 of Colin? That's a question for my friend Katie and So, the last year, 
last year has been filled with a lot of comedy. Uh, some minor uh, issues with my job, with me and my job and me questioning what I was doing and if I was in the right field and just because I went through it, there was a very stressful time that just in general and at the company I worked for in my department, we were all feeling it and uh, I almost lost it. I almost I just, I almost had a, I had like a mini mental breakdown and, uh, but I like my job most of the time and, um, mainly because of the people I work with. Other people say that about their jobs too, but I am, I'm for real. Like the people I work with are pretty awesome. And if it wasn't for that, I, I don't know if I would have been able to get through that time and using time off I take mental health days if I need to I don't do them I try to give them a little bit of notice so I don't like just draw my crap in somebody's lap but you know if I need to take a day off I'll I'll take a day off and like I said earlier I feel I feel a lot less guilty about that And what else has happened this year? Comedy. I'm approaching. A. Another milestone in recovery, which is cool. And I'm. Not sure how to feel about it. It's one of those things where I don't know how to approach it. I'm just going to go with the flow and you know, I usually share a post every year about having another year in recovery, sobriety, being clean, whatever you want to call it. And it is a brag. I, I, I will admit, I, I brag about it because I'm proud of myself. It's cool. Like, it's cool to me. And it's cool to a lot of other people. And other people get to realize that it's possible. And it may, and it has planted seeds in people like, oh, hey, maybe I have a problem or I do have a problem. I should probably get help. It's never too late. It's never too late to get your shit together. And yeah, I cuss a lot. I want to work on that. I was around a... I don't know if she's five or six. I'm a young child today and I was like I cussed a couple times and I got called out by my friend I'm like oh, I need to watch my language like badly um 
something to work on. I noticed that. That, I think, has came out a lot more because of comedy, because I get on stage and I just go off sometimes. And it just, whatever comes out of my mouth comes out of my mouth. It happens. And I love doing it. I love doing comedy. I don't know if I'll ever stop because it's just like you get hooked. And people have told me I'm good at it, which is reassuring. Because I have tried to get better at it and build off of what I have now and really try to give it my best on stage when I'm booked for a show. And that's been showing, and it's awesome. What else has gone on throughout the last year? I started working and doing social media management. It's a company that I started. It's called Social Reliever. And I want to eventually do that full time. Right now I'm doing it on the side. And I've always been fascinated by social media and marketing. And I went to school for marketing. So definitely, and I have always wanted to work for myself. So I've had one client so far. I had a great time and it's developed into an awesome relationship. We're great friends and working with her on a new project. And I'm really excited about that. More, uh, more to come on that. What else? Last year. Mm. That's a tough one. It's tough to reflect in the past year. It went so fast. That's one of the biggest things is is like getting back into the social media thing because I was trying to do that years ago and I, I did not have my life together and I'm relaunching the, the business that I tried to start like six years ago. Actually, more like seven or eight. It's a very blurry time. And over the last year, I have gotten stronger physically and mentally from going to the gym challenging myself doing things that make me uncomfortable things that make me uncomfortable that I know are good for me like taking ice baths and some of you know that I tried to take an ice bath and I flooded my bathroom and it was ridiculous. And that video is on my, on my, uh, TikTok and on my Instagram on the Colin Strajack one, not modern day overthinker. Cause it wasn't really relatable for this page. Well, I was kind of going to do it for this page because it was going to be like a, Hey, I tried doing an ice bath with this, portable ice bath that I got online and this is what happened and this is how I feel about it and do kind of like a testimonial type thing but it didn't work out that way 
that needed to go on the comedy side because it was ridiculous and it was funny. It wasn't funny at the time, but it was funny later. And people can laugh at my expense. I don't care. Uh, what else is going on? I'm trying to adjust the medications that I'm on a little bit for my anxiety, for my OCD, and for my ADD, which is a new diagnosis that I've gotten diagnosed with over the last year. I want to try to take more of the natural route and taking things from the earth. I'm not talking about weed. Um, started taking ashwagandha, which was recommended by my doctor. And noticed some positive effects of that. And... It's only been a little over a week, so I don't have a lot to report on that, but it seems to be helping with my mood, overall mood, and my anxiety. So that's cool. And for those that are in recovery, it's not getting me high. Because there's some people that are purists that are like, don't take anything. Well, guess what? My doctor recommended it, and I'm going to take it. Because my brain is weird and it's messed up. I messed it up, but to be fair, it was pretty messed up since I was like 13. So, just trying to level out my (laughs) brain chemistry, basically. The right way. Not on my own. Not being my own doctor. Been there, done that. Don't want to do it again. What else do we have on the Facebook page here? Uh, Someone said... Let's see here. The consequences and impacts of the stigma surrounding chronic mental illnesses. So, I guess some of the, it's gotten better, the stigma, but some people still see mostly men, and just, that's a statistic. I know that because the majority of this, of the people that listen to this podcast are women. But men are, uh, we have our guards up. We're afraid to be vulnerable. We, some of us were raised to tough it out. And yeah, sometimes you got to tough things out, but it's okay to talk about it. It's actually very helpful to talk about it. It's been proven that it helps. I actually found out there's a there's people who make money on Fiverr website that you can basically find any service not any service but a lot of different services and there's people that do active listening or they're just listeners they'll just 
you can call them and then they'll just listen to you. They won't provide like an opinion or feedback or judgment. They'll just listen to let you get it out. They're not therapists or anything. So if you don't have anyone to talk to, I guess that's an option, but that costs money. So find someone that you can talk to. There are resources online. There are crisis hotlines or suicide hotlines where you can find somebody to talk to if you don't have a friend or family member that you feel comfortable with or that you are close enough with or that you want to talk to. There are crisis lines to call, and that's pretty cool. And now the suicide hotline is just three numbers, 988, which was huge. Somebody else messaged me about to- messaged me about topics. So, um, let's see here. Somebody asked about borderline personality disorder. I don't have bur- border. Pro- I don't have borderline personality disorder, so I don't really know much about it to tell you. But I have had people on the podcast with borderline personality disorder. And um, I can definitely recommend listening to certain episodes. I can put them in the comments or in the, uh, not in the comments, in the description of this video of this post or this podcast episode, I'll put it in the description so you can listen to those episodes where we do talk about borderline personality disorder because it's not something I'm well equipped to talk about at all. And I don't like to talk about stuff and just, just to talk about it. I don't want to just read something online either. Just got to be real. Uh, yeah, I, uh, really just hope that people can find a little more empathy. That's something that, uh, I feel like is engraved into me. I'm very under I'm a very understanding person. It takes a lot to burn a bridge with me. And I wish more people were like that. Sometimes I'm too nice though. That is some people pleasing. I know that's something I need to continue to work on, people pleasing. People take advantage of me for it. Sometimes I don't even notice until later. Definitely need to watch out for that. It's good to have friends that point it out for me. But self-awareness is the key to serenity, really, from what I've understood. Not just having the self-awareness, but having the ability to 
make the changes necessary to become the best version of yourself and to be at peace and be content. I didn't really know what I was going to do with this episode. I just wanted to talk to everyone. Let people know where I'm at. I'm okay. I am not the happiest I've ever been currently. But my bad days don't last that long. I'm actually recording this on a day where... Yesterday wasn't my favorite day. I had... My OCD got the best of me. And... Sometimes with OCD we replay things in our head over and over and over and over again to try to seek reassurance that we didn't do anything wrong. And it doesn't usually help. It usually makes it worse. And that's what I'm figuring out today after yesterday, just being stuck in my head. I was stuck in my head for... From... The afternoon, late afternoon, all the way through the night. Just There was parts where I wasn't because I was around people and I was able to get out of myself a little bit, but I had my days and staying productive helps. Been pretty productive over the weekend. Got some projects, started on some projects. Got the shelf up. I'll probably be displaying different artwork. I'm going to put some more artwork on the wall as well. And maybe challenge people that are on the podcast to bring something. Start a tradition of some sort. Somebody gave me that idea. But yeah, overall, I am doing well. If I look at the grand scheme of things and see the big picture... I just need to focus on the small goals and getting those small wins because those small wins lead up to those big W's. I'm telling you, like that's that's just how it works. If I set too big of a goal and I don't reach it when I want to, which is now because I'm a very impatient person, I feel like a failure. So setting those small goals... It's helpful, like making my bed or going for that walk, calling that person, taking a call from somebody who just wants to talk. Those things are important. So, let this be a reminder, if you're thinking about somebody you don't know how they're doing. You haven't heard from them in a while. Shoot them a text. Give them a call. See how they're doing. I'm sure they'd love to hear from you. Wanted to give you this extra episode this month for Mental Health Month. 
I hope you're taking care of yourself, but don't be too hard on yourself. Thank you for tuning into the Modern Day Overthinker podcast. My name is Colin, and I'm your host. If you like this episode, want to hear more, make sure you like, subscribe, drop a review. It really helps me out and gets to more listeners so I can keep doing this. Probably going to keep doing it anyway. Thank you.